Normally, I don't report on any ransomware that I read on the news, but this particular one actually piqued my interest. And the properties of this ransomware is different from the ones that I've seen in the wild. And I think uh, viruses really and, and ransomwares are becoming so smart that I believe there is an, a full-fledged entity with genius software engineering building these things. At this, at this stage, we're seeing ransomwares and viruses that are behaving like full-fledged actual software that receives updates right and, and evades detection you can argue that uh, security itself evolves because these ransomwares and viruses evolve as well we learn and we adapt and we become better because of these things unfortunately they are used for bad how about we jump into this and discuss the dark radiation ransomware Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. Welcome to the Back Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. And uh, if you don't know, guys, a ransomware is a software, a script, an app that runs on a given machine. And once it runs once, it looks for files of a given uh, directories of a given... Uh, extensions it loves databases it loves to look for mdbs or dbfs and files that has database uh, deb databases essentially and, and and it it encrypts everything uh, using usually a symmetric key encryption because it's just faster right and then it deletes the original files and then it uploads the symmetry key to some command uh, and control after tagging, uniquely tagging your computer with that matching symmetry key so that if you pay up, it says, okay, if you want to pay, pay 12 Bitcoin to this address, but you have to tell us who you are. So this is your ID, which is kind of sad if you think about it. It, right just like oh by the way here's here's your ticket pick your ticket right and then that unique identifier they're gonna look up their own database and then find the symmetry key and say okay here's your symmetry key go decrypt your stuff and then and that's how uh, how how ransomware works very evil stuff so so we've seen we've seen these in the wild we've seen all sorts of ransomwares that looks up 
Elasticsearch open ports that are exposed to the public. Why are they? Why are there are Elasticsearch exposed to the public beyond me or MongoDBs beyond me? To be honest, why why are there uh, cloud databases exposed to the public internet? No idea. But anyway, these ransomwares find these uh, log into these databases and. Uh, uh, find a uh, weak admin password or, or try brute forcing and once it's in it actually uh, encrypts all the tables that is in creates another table right for each table just creates as and then encrypts the content and then basically deletes the original table and adds a, like an, a record says you've been hacked here's the information if you want to your stuff back uh, contact us i believe that's what happened to to uh, pizza hut was it or dominoes in india around like three terabyte 18 terabyte or whatever how much terabyte of data, data database worth of content have been encrypted so we know how some words and usually they are just a compiled running app that can easily be blocked by antiviruses using static uh, analysis it says okay what is the hash of this software that is running okay it is usually when you compile it's just it doesn't really change right and now, okay, look at it. Uh, it looks like this. Yeah, okay. Block it, antivirus. It's going to update its own database with this. Okay, this hash is bad. But this one is nasty. This one is really nasty. This comes from trendmicro.com. Let's read a little bit and discuss. Bash ransomware dark radiation targets Red Hat Debian-based Linux distributions. A recently discovered bash ransomware piqued our interest in multiple ways. Upon investigation, we found that the attack chain is fully implemented as a bash script. We have never seen anything like this before. At least I did. I never seen this like before. The ransomware is written in bash. And you might say, so it's just another scripting language. Who cares, right? Well, this particular bash, you know, Bash runs in every Linux machine. It's something that is just given and it will just run. But what is interesting about Bash is because it's a scripting language and it's not really compiled, you can effectively change how it looks, add comments, and that becomes another program. Uh, flip lines around that becomes another problem so static analysis can't really pinpoint this thing and they use all sorts of obfuscation to kind of hide the the nature of the script so it becomes even harder to detect let's continue most components of this attack mainly target red hat and centos linux distribution however in some script debian based linux distribution are also included the worm that's another thing here. The worm and the ransomware script also use the API of the messaging application Telegram for command and control. So all of a sudden you see your Linux <laughs> distribution is talking to Telegrams. Like, what are you doing? Why are we talking to Telegram? Telegram is a secure way of communication, and those guys are using this as the command, or con command and control. We also found that most components of this attack have very low detection numbers in virus total the hack tools url with the ransomware information was initially reported by the twitter user 
R3DBU7Z. Is that stands for anything? It was just a bunch of strings. Here are the 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 top points that are special about these. The first thing is this thing is SSH warmable. So it is a warmable ransomware. What does that mean? It means it's not just an email that you open and it runs locally and just dies into your machine or encrypts your files and it dies there. No, it finds for for loopholes to jump into other machines to infect itself into other machines. And you might say, how can you just jump? This is not a tunnel, right? You can you don't go through the wires and, and jump, jump. It's not really literally a worm, right? So uses ssh and this guy is scary let me let me let me let me explain it starts maybe from the attacker's machine and they will search some up a bunch of public ip addresses that are that are that have ssh open which which are many obviously right and if you're unlucky and you have a password based enabled those guys are gonna try all sorts of password until they get in and once they get in in one machine they do the ransomware logic, right? Using this bash script, they downloaded it from the command and control, run it, right? Maybe change it so nobody detects it, encrypt the files, and then stride. Now it is internal. It starts scanning the internal network. Once it's in one of these networks, for example, there is another SSH server that is local. Let me jump to that. Here's what it gets really scary. Let's, let's read this part. It can also test SSH password or SSH key against the target IP address. So the ransomware is in the machine, in a client machine. And let's say this is a, a developer, right? Or an engineer. And those guys use key-based authentication so they generated a private and public key and they said okay the public key i'm gonna upload it to this server to identify myself so i don't have to do password authentication i want i want to remote to this server this is my my work computer whatever and i, I don't want to log in with the password so i'm gonna put the private key secure in my machine and the public key is on the server so guess what the machine is infected with this ransomware the ransomware has access to the private key they can use that to log in without a password for free scary stuff and all of a sudden you're in and then just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and my god this is scary stuff so because it's written in, in 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 bash it's really slippery you cannot touch this thing it keeps changing itself because it can it's just assigns a variable and then calls the command a variable and then that variable prints it up and then just change the script again add some comments and add some more commands add some white spaces so static analysis almost never work with these kind of thing you need advanced analysis to to scan this thing they also mention here that uh, it uses yum right to install open ssl and curl to make queries to to their command and control right and it uses open ssl to to actually encrypt the file this is just sad if you think about it it's just 
like using a legitimate security tool to bypass security, right? It encrypts AES. And when everybody says, saying, what, what else were they going to use? I know, I know, guys. It's just like thinking about it is insane. OpenSSL is the number one crypto library. You can't say crypto without thinking of Bitcoin now these days, right? This thing is full of useful libraries for encryption, for cryptographic uh, algorithms, and it's being used to do this shit. And it just pisses me off. All right. The script is obfuscated, can't say that word, obfuscated with an open source tool called Node Bash Obfuscate, which is a Node.js CLI tool and library to obfuscate Bash script. Um, how do they obfuscate? What if I don't have Node on my machine? Right? How do you obfuscate it? I guess they obfuscate it on the server. But how did the trend micro detected that? I guess they had access to the whole thing, huh? They did a great analysis, by the way. I, I really recommend you um, reading this uh, article. Here's the final point, guys, which is just baffles me. We observe that this script is heavily under development and various versions of this ransomware are all similar with only minor changes. Some functions are commented by the malware author, while some functions are not used dead code in some cases. In this section, we discuss the details of how the ransomware works. So they, they go into the details of how, but guys, this thing is actively being developed and, and pushed as there are versions that are changing. So this is a virus that's not just shipped and then forgot about. This is actively being developed like, like it's like a video game that gets DLCs. This is scary stuff. We're we're entering a realm, I believe, where uh, this engineering aspect of things is being started to be used for evil or political, probably uh, reasons. That the, the smart engineers, nobody can just, not just any engineer can think about this diabolical plan, right? Having all these pieces together, architecting such thing, right? It's not some, some script kitty that does this stuff, right? This is someone who understands what they're doing, right? And, 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 and especially the obfuscation, they, they know how viral, antiviruses work. They know how to combat this thing. They know how to hide themselves, right? All this solar wind thing, right, that, that we, we talked about in, in a bit in a live stream, I believe. It's just not just hiding the actual compiled version, but hiding its own activities. This, 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 is, this is a pretty dumb network activity if you think about it it hard-coded the ip address of of the of the server that's connected to so now you can you can argue that hussein maybe it's just a reverse proxy that is actually connecting to another server I, that that's probably it i don't think they are that dumb building something like that and then just exposing the uh, the public ip address of their own vm or whatever right they're probably having multiple hops to hide their command control they have a reverse proxy and that reverse proxy on the back end connects to the actual command and 
and conquer. I keep saying command and conquer. Oh my God, Dune 2000. Here, here's, here's another interesting thing. Also, it must be noted that the ransomware appends radioactive symbols as a file extension for the for an encrypted file. <laughs> so they add, what is it? Is this an emoji? Ah, can you add an extension as an emoji? Is that acceptable as a character? I guess you can. Right? I, I never did it before, so I, I don't know if you can. I guess you can. Look at that. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for me today. I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.